Hey everybody, welcome to another live chat. I'm Steven Jensen, that's Jesse Davin, and we are here mainly to talk about AEW Dynamite and how fire of a show it was, especially that main event. There is a lot of good stuff to talk about. As always, make sure if you want your voice heard, if you want to make sure that we answer your question, you have a statement, something you want read out on the air live, anything at all, me and Jesse will make sure to address it if you send a super chat. Any amount, and we'll make sure to do that for you. So, Super Chats work, and we also have the donation link down below as well. The donation links have some Easter eggs uh, available too, so some different GIFs and stuff depending on donation amounts. Just think about numbers in wrestling that might make sense, and some different stuff pops up, which is kind of cool also. But, uh, yeah, really good show last night in my opinion. Jesse, before we get into everything, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Had my 20-week ultrasound yesterday. Everything looks great. I'm officially halfway through my pregnancy. We cleared out the what's soon to be the baby's room because it was a guest room kind of thing. So we moved all. I didn't move the furniture. We did that. Had my appointment yesterday. That went good. Had my progesterone shot today. It was fun. So I'm doing good, doing good. This baby is moving and grooving and kicking me like crazy, and I feel it. I'm trying to get Scarlet and the hubs to feel it. So it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I know I've told you before, like, off like off stream, but so in a, like, a job that I had previously, I worked with a lot of women, and so it was, like, really common that somebody that I worked with was always pregnant. Like, there was always, like, a pregnant woman around, like, pretty much at all times. <clears throat> and I got to know them, like, the people I worked with really well because we work closely, and in any way, like, they would do that every now and then. They'd be, like, it'd be kicking, and they'd be like, hey, do you want to do you want to feel that? And I would be like, yeah, and, like, I'd, I'd like, touch, like, their tummies, yeah. and it was, like, it was so wild. Like, you could, like, they would be like, oh, I think you, like, they could feel, like, a hiccup, and they'd be like, hey. Yeah, I think the it's hiccups. Hiccup. And I'm like, I'm yeah. like, that's so insane how you, it's like, it's like, I know it sounds strange, I guess, kind of just talk about, like, but it's, you feel like there's, like, a weird. legitimate weird connection where, like, they know yeah. that, like, there's, like, a hand there. Yeah. And, like, it's, man, that's, it's wild. As somebody who does not have kids of my own, like, <laughs> that was surreal, kind of, that, that whole kind of feeling. It's, yeah, and it's even weird when it's, like, inside. Oh, I can like, only imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's funny, because I guess that's the best it kind of feels like gas, but just way more intense. Like, in the beginning, it feels like, you know, if you have, like, a gas bubble that kind of moves around, like, mm -hmm. digestion. kind of feels like that, but it's obviously it's way more intense. And then once, like, the baby gets bigger, um, you search, like, like, when Scarlet was in my tummy, like, I could, I knew, like, exactly, like, where her butt was. Like, I could tell <laughs> I was, like, oh, her butt's right there. Like, That's she had the so hiccups. Weird. And, like, I remember, like, being able to see her, like, flip when she finally flipped. Because they, they start out, they don't flip to head down until, like, later on. And so I remember hearing, feeling her flip. It was like, whoa! It's like a literal flip inside your stomach. It's like, whoo! That's so But, wild. um, it's, it's really cool. Now that I can actually, like, feel it, it's really neat. It's, like, it, it really started to pick up, like, last week and, like, probably, like, 18 weeks but it's really started to, like, obviously really pick up. And so everything looked good on the ultrasound, the anatomy, the heart looks good. The There's two kidneys. Um, the baby weighs as much as, like, three sticks of butter. That's, that's what that's the, just, that's that's, I, the, My ultrasound tech is great. She was awesome. 
But I can, and I can, uh, I can envision can that. Visualize though. it. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that's good. Um, also Ohio state football is back. Oh um, yeah. Congratulations. So I, I'm really happy about, it. I'm waiting currently to hear if, Sean Wade is returning. He decided last week to opt out of the season. Understandably, he came back for his senior. He's already graduated. He came back for his last year of eligibility, uh, was planning to this year instead of going pro, which he would have been a first-round draft pick, to win a national championship. And obviously, with everything happening, um, he decided to opt out and go pro because the Big Ten was doing him really dirty. The Big Ten did everyone really dirty. And... So I'm waiting here if he's going to return. If not, I completely understand. Wyatt Davis, another really big, huge name who opted out early, has decided to return. So that's a big deal. So really excited about that. Really nervous because they have not given us a lot of room for error. Like there's like no leeway, which they could have avoided if they would have just started the season earlier. (laughs) But hey. Whatever. We're going to get some football, so I'm excited about that. And I read the most trash article I've ever read from USA Today, by the way. It was awful. It was trash. It was garbage. Um, but I will not be talking about that today. We can talk about the amazing episode of AW Dynamite that my husband was watching over NXT. But Yeah, I haven't caught up on NXT yet. I'm sure it was a good show. I mean, there was really good matches there. So... Mm-hmm. I know, I heard, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I heard that, like, Io Shirai had a really good match. Wasn't, um, uh, I heard that... Wasn't Timothy Thatcher and Damian Priest last night? Was it? I don't know. I know that um, the tag match was good. Was that last night? I don't know. I didn't even... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the well, big I, announcement. Yeah, I think, I think they did, like, was Imperium versus Breeze Zango, I think was the, uh, I think that was the tag team match. NXT's been really good lately. Like, I really liked yeah. when they were on separate nights for the last couple weeks. I know. But then last night, like, definitely watching Dynamite over NXT Live, so, uh, <clears throat> which I thought was a great show. Once again, like, one one more reminder to the uh, the chat that if you want your voice heard, Super Chats, we're going to make sure to talk a lot about Dynamite because there's a lot to talk about. I thought it was a really good show, like, top to yeah, bottom. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I missed, the like, the first... I would say 15, 20 minutes. Like, I missed, I got, I, I, blast off. Um, I got in as soon as the end of the tag match when they got the, the leg pull finish kind of thing because my daughter wanted me to be with her in her room until she fell asleep. So I did miss the beginning. And instead of watching that, like I should have I, this afternoon, I just rewatched the street fight because <laughs> it was just really good. So, I did miss that, so you can fill me in on that. But I heard what the Young Bucks did. Yeah, they're doing like <clears throat> God, throat weird. Jeez, um, let me uh, let me pull this up. So, this is basically the show from last night, uh, right off AEW's website. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, what I really liked about this is they actually explained so. We have Jurassic Express yeah. versus FTR, and it's a non-title match. And they actually explain, like, FTR, or, um, sorry, uh, Jurassic Express is not getting a title shot because they're not ranked in the top five, which I was like, that's yeah, great. That's, that's a great reason, because usually when you have, um, like, WWE is a perfect example of it, 
usually when you have these non-title matches, it just doesn't make any sense why it's non-title. And then like the champion loses and it winds up being like a rematch for the title later. They do that formula over and over and over again. And this, I was like, oh damn, why wouldn't Jurassic Express get a title shot? Like FTR are the champions, like they're both great tag teams. Why wouldn't it be for the title? And then they said on commentary, they're not ranked in the top five. So if they win, they'll probably be ranked in the top five. And then if they have a rematch, it'll be for the titles. But I like that AEW is sticking to something where the rankings actually matter. And if you're not ranked in the top five, you don't get a title shot, which, which is perfect. Because And also that they're doing it for all five. Like It isn't just the number one contender. Because if the champion beats the number one contender, then you can go to the number two, the number three, the number four. And that top five is going to keep shifting. So I think AEW made all the sense in the world with this. I really, really like that they that they explained this all. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that that's a really, I obviously I missed it, but I think that that's a great idea because I think, I think from WWE, and this isn't like a knock on WWE, but from WWE, it's kind of like ingrained in our brains that if you win like a match, like a big match, or you get momentum, you should automatically be given a title match. And so it was great to explain kind of, here's our rules. And here's why. I think that that's great. I think we kind of need that, especially in a new company like AW, whose rules aren't quite defined and as clear. And it, it differentiates them from, from WWE a little bit. Because, I mean, the whole rankings thing is just great. I mean, every week you see them and, you know, you see the wrestlers talking about it. Why am I ranked this low and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, you got this result wrong, a la MJF. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's absolutely fantastic. I think it kind of clears up a little bit of questionality that you might have. I think that's actually very good. And I think that they should keep doing it and not stop. Yeah. I, uh, I think that pretty much led right into the stuff between, like, the Young Bucks and Tony Khan. And I think people... I don't... So, I've read online that... AEW has filed a trademark for some sort of terms along the line of like AEW general manager or something along those lines. And I'd imagine it wouldn't be Tony Khan. Everyone knows he owns the company. Like, I mean, I guess he could be the general manager of the company he owns like that. He could do that. But I also think a lot of people are really cool with the idea of him just like not being a part of the on screen. I think he's, he seems really, he seems like that's what, from interviews I've heard him do, I've heard him talk about how he doesn't want to be an on-air character. I've heard about how he was basically forced into doing, like, the face scan for, like, potential toys or video games and stuff. Like, he doesn't really... Like, he wants a toy because he's a giant wrestling nerd. Yeah. But he's not, like... He's not, like, out there, like, I should get a toy when, like, most of his roster doesn't have one yet and stuff like that. Like, he's putting him the roster first and then himself. But... So I, I don't really want to see Tony Khan as like an on-air person, but I do have a feeling that a lot of this stuff is leading to some sort of general manager because there's going to be a bunch of stuff. I thought it was for a video game. I mean, I guess it could be, but there's also going to be, I mean, I'm cool with them not doing a general manager thing, by the yeah, way. Like, I'm totally but... fine with that. But Oh yeah, someone in the chat said it. The GM thing is for a video game. Well, if that's the I case. Thought, well, if, if it, I don't know. I mean, and that's that's cool. I mean, I really want them to make a video game. So, like, if that's just they, something for the video game, that's, are, that's great. I yeah, I, well, I should rephrase that. I really want to make sure they make a video game that's similar to the N64 video games because that's what they keep talking about. Like, that isn't confirmed, but they're talking about making those games to where, like, 
they have the old like AKI THQ N64 style controls and that kind of stuff. Um, I want simple. Yeah, that was much more simple and it still holds up. Like I played No Mercy I... on the N64 the other day and it, it's still great. You lose me in a video game when you have to press a button harder or softer to like change a move. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm playing with passion. I smash buttons. <laughs> I don't need to be pressing X really hard. Well, the No Mercy, like, the No know, Mercy control system did have some of that. It did. The, the A and the B buttons. Well, uh, well the A button actually was uh, you can click it for a short grab, like a quick grapple. And weaker well, moves, longer, or you hold that's it. Different. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Just holding it different. I thought okay, that's what you were yeah, saying. Because, like Madden, I'm talking to you. You lost. Oh, me. I see. I like, see. World War II. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hate that. Oh my god. I. Mm mm. No, Madden's trash. Sorry, I said it. <laughs> Madden is trash this year. Well, because they, they don't. It's trash. It's the same it. every year. Yeah. It's the same every year. They make billions of dollars on microtransactions. And they never change a thing. It's the same thing with the WWE games. It's the same exact yeah. thing with those 2K There's WWE games. Are there microtransactions in that one? Well, they put a whole bunch of DLC in there that you have to pay for. Like, that stuff that's that you true. would want. Um, that's true. Although, I like, I was going to give 2K Battlegrounds a try because I think that comes out, like, tomorrow. But it's like 40, yeah. it's like 40 bucks. I thought it was going to be, like, 20 bucks. I'm like... That was going to be on my phone. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this is, like, 10, what, $10 maybe 20 at the most less than what 2k costs and like this is like a dumbed down arcade version of that game that looks like a mobile game like it does look like a mobile i thought it was a mobile game yeah i mean i i would i'd like to play it maybe i'll do like the trial or something but i i just I, this is the first i think i've talked about it on stream this is the first year since the days of the n64 and technically speaking i guess kind of since like the super nintendo days even i have like the genesis wwf games even and stuff like that. This is the first year in so long that I just skipped the WWE game. Like, the annual WWE yeah. game. Just, like, just not worth playing. But, uh, and that's really sad. But all that to say, um... GM. Tony GM Khan. thing. Tony Khan was there. The Young Bucks wound up throwing cash at him. Which is... They got to pay their fine, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, and it's it's but which is a really it's a heelish thing but it's also funny like it's it's kind of riding the middle because yeah. like you know you know the fans are going to see that and be like oh that's actually like you like seeing it you know it's like a, mm -hmm. so what did you think about all this and like do you think that the young bucks because i mean young bucks and ftr is gonna happen it's just like a matter of getting there and who looks heelish He's and back. who doesn't <laughs> right exactly they because they all kind of look yeah. both at times you know well, I feel I, I I wouldn't put it past AEW to not do like a, a heel and a face thing. I think yeah. AEW can pull off like a, a heel and heel match. Yeah. I don't think that they're stuck on these like one oh one kind of basics in a match. I think a heel versus heel match is pretty cool. And I mean you end up like rooting for someone anyway. Oh we got a super chat from Marty. Yes, I got You can the, read it uh, later. I got yeah, okay. I, I got Marty, I got the text. Um on my screen, so we'll make sure we get to that after Jeff. Yes, thank you, Marty. So, I feel like they could pull it off. It's it's interesting to see. I'm, I'm really happy with how AEW is allowing FTR, you know, and I guess the Young Bucks, not really the Young Bucks, but most mainly FTR to have these other matches with other, like, tag teams. 
yet still be able to continue the storyline very well. So you have, you know, I believe this is what happened. The Young Bucks came out and super kicked the Luchasaurus, I guess, Jurassic Express, right? I, they came I'm, out and, like, I super kicked them and then I walked in the back. Now. I can't remember and how then, this all went down. Okay. Because, because this but is initially it, because of them kicking, was it Marvez? Yeah. Alex Marvez, who's trying to get an interview. And then, yeah. And they also so laid out Marco's stunt a couple weeks ago. Matt Jackson, like, kicked Marco yeah. on the outside, yes. like, killed him. I can't, but wow. I can't remember, uh, I can't remember what happened last night. Like, the all fine the... was for, the fine was for the, the reporter. Right, the Marva's double yeah. super kick. Yeah. That was, oh god, it was beautiful. Super kick <laughs> the ref. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think JGZ's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they allow them to have this match, and it's, it, it's, honestly, it's so much better than, like, the Young Bucks interfering and crossing them the match or something. Like, it's so much better than actually interfering in the wrestling like, do it before, do it after. Don't mess up the wrestling that's happening on TV. Because I feel like with, in, you know, sometimes WWE does it where you're like, all right, I'm just waiting for this match to be, you know, a DQ because of interference, because of this storyline they got to get going. So I really do like it. I like where they're going. Obviously, it's a huge match. I don't know how much longer they're going to play it out. Are they? Wait. No, never mind. I was thinking about the one-year all out show, which I really want, or all out diamond show, which I really want to go to. That's the one I want to try and get to. Is that that one year, the October fourteenth, even though it's not really technically it's a year, but that's yeah, the show I really want to get to. That's the one where they're already uh, Moxley and Archer. That's the main event there, yeah. right? And then uh, I would imagine, like I feel like that's got to be the show where Cutler and Avalon. Like, somebody wins. Like, they have the one-on-one yeah. blow-off match. Like, because it'd be one full year of them losing. And it's like, someone gets a win after one year. Like, I think that would be... Cause, that would be great. Because they did it on Dynamite, and it was a double count-out. And you can tell, like, they've they've highlighted it enough on being the elite that, like... I feel like... I mean, I'm not... They may as well put just put it on dynamite. Like just put it on the one year yeah. anniversary of dynamite. Like it's not going to get any bigger than that interest wise. Like somebody wins, and then figure it out from there. I think. Um, okay, I'll get it for you in a minute. Okay. I'll uh, just be patient. I'll read out that super chat from Marty D twenty nine. Yes, and then we got much. another one from Dylan as well. So let's read those out. So Marty says, "I enjoy the show." Collad Jesse gets her OSU football. Yes, we're both very happy oh, about that. Oh, thank you, Marnie. Uh, That's some, so sweet, yes. Says, someone please help Thunder Rosa get a real belt and throw that plastic toy away. So he doesn't like the design of the uh, of the, um, and it, sorry, the NWA Women's Championship. Um, you can hardly be allowed to We'll get more to uh, about Thunder Rosa when... Uh, when we get a little bit farther on the show because she wrestled again. But Thunder Rosa, I think, is incredible. And I, I love the fact that she is the NWA Women's Champion. But I'm with you, though. I'm not, I'm not like, huge on the belt design, if that's what you were saying. And then uh, Dylan's Wrestling Stuff says, What's up, guys? Watching NXT UK right now. Yay, oh, NXT UK is back. I forgot. That's, to, that's today, right? Yeah, he says he's watching it right now. Right, so I guess I like, how's the new today. set look? How does the new set look, Dylan? I really liked the the layout of it. I saw a picture of it. Um, I think Wrestling Gary posted it. I lost my other feet. I'm gonna get your foot out of there, but it looks 
Awesome. Okay, what is with the women's titles looking like so tiny? At least yeah. that's, I'll give it to WWE. Their, their women's titles look just like the men's. They look really good. And I do give WWE all the credit in the world for that. The Divas title belt was... Honestly, I kind of like the Divas title belt. The, for butterfly, the butterfly one? I mean, for... I didn't like it. It was not my aesthetic, but, like, for, personally. But it was a, for a Divas belt. If you're talking about a Diva, it made sense, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, for what they were giving the women to do during the Divas <laughs> era, that belt made sense. And it was actually, like, to size. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'll never forget that... Um, well, I do forget who was the initial champion. It might have been Michelle McCool. Someone in the chat will definitely know. But it, but the belt... Everyone thought that Natty Knight... Every, every, oh, yeah, right. He, DeCorey would definitely DeCorey know. DeCorey knows everything. Um, but, uh... I remember Natty Neidhart, everyone thought she was going to win that belt. And then they made the belt look like her colors and stuff. And everyone was like, oh, mm-hmm. for sure, it's going to be Natty. And then uh, it wound up not being her. I, I for, And I think it might have been, I want to say it was Michelle McCool, but I, I could be. Oh, we need Corey. Totally wrong Corey about that. Corey is our encyclopedia of knowledge. <coughs> and he says, oh, it's good. They're inside BT Sports Studio in London. It's beautiful. Yeah, I I think that that set was yeah, it looked really good. I really like that set, so I'm really glad they're on. I hope it's a good show, Dylan. I hope you let us know. So yeah, thanks for that summer chat. And I just looked like, it up. Like I, also, it was Michelle McCool. Is, I can't believe I remember that. Wow. Like like I said, y'all, if you want super chats or donations, Marty did the donation through the um, Streamlabs. That link is in the description, Dylan. Both of y'all are so awesome. Did it right through this chat. Really helps us out. Really appreciates it. Really appreciate it. Especially since I have Sue giving middle finger in <laughs> the uh, in the thumbnail. thumbnail yeah. Didn't even think about. It's okay. So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. I thought it was a great thumbnail. If we get demonetized over that, who cares? Like that's worth it. Yeah. Um, what happened after this on this show? Like private party, you got was it the Matt Hardy thing? Right? Oh, Matt Hardy was attacked in the back. That's yeah. right. A private party. Which I was, I thought it gave me very uh, Tanya Harding or whatever vibe. Yes. Why? 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 <laughs> I just realized my window's open. Let me close this real quick. I don't know. Oh, no. Hiss was, hiss was... <laughs> oh, that sounded like porn. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on just a second. Sorry. Sorry, everyone watching. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't have done that. My apologies. All right, we're good. We're good. We're good. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, Matt Hardy attacked Private Party. He's like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where all this goes. Matt Hardy didn't attack Private Party. No, no, Private Party was there with him. Like, oh in yeah, the back, yeah. Like, they were like, what's going on? Right. I and yeah, I mean the Matt Hardy private party stuff. I'm just interested in like seeing where it goes because me too. A very it, it gives Matt Hardy. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just gonna say that it just gives it gives private party something to do that's different than what they've been doing because they're they're a lot of fun to watch in the ring, but yes. they're incredibly. And this is just my personal opinion, obviously. I think they're incredibly annoying on being the elite. Like they're like characters on being the elite. I'm like. Y'all gotta find something better to do with these guys. Like, and I don't know if it's them or like what what it is, but I, maybe Matt Hardy being with them can kind of guide them in the right direction. There's really no one better in like tag team wrestling to guide a team than someone like Matt yeah. Hardy. So, because um, like once I said, like I said, they're they're a lot of fun to watch in the ring, and they're getting better 
and better and better. Like they're going to be an amazing team, but they got to get the character thing. I, I like they've already changed yeah. their theme music. They've already changed their entrance, so they are going the right direction. I think so. I think they'll figure it out. But yeah, I completely agree. And I really I like how this also not only gives Private Party. A, a twist from like what they've been doing and they're being elite. It's kind of like repackaging them in, in some sort of way, like revamping them. I would say it's also showing us Matt Hart. The, the, I put on too much lip gloss. The, <laughs> sorry. The, <laughs> but <laughs> hold on. So, I don't want to eat it. I haven't worn anything on my lips, like, like uh, not lip gloss, but, like, uh, chapstick <laughs> or anything. And it's probably been three years since I, now that I'm thinking about it. It's been a long time. Surprised I don't okay, anyway, I do. Anyways, it gives, it gives Matt Hardy, it's kind of transitioning him from the active wrestler role to, like, this mentor role that we all kind of want to see. Yeah. At least I do. It's kind of showing that he can be, like, a coach a mentor kind of guide so to speak or like you know like a uh what's the like Arn Anderson duh with Cody so I think it, not to that capacity with like the play card you know like the playbook and everything like that but um yeah oh we got a super chat cool Thank you, Peter Davies. I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. Yeah, thank you, Says Peter. AW, thank you so much. Says AW women's title influenced by Joshi, I think. Oh, their titles are often smaller because Joshi or General Sparrow. We her taller, at least four in stardom. <laughs> She's, yeah, she is taller than a lot of people. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that's actually probably a very good, it's a very good observation. It's probably true. However, it is an American audience, mainly American audience. I know that you just um, donated in British pounds, so no hate. <laughs> and I know that Chanel is over there as well. We have a lot of people over there in the UK. But it's mainly like Western-based, I should say. So there's a lot of people that see that belt and are like, what the, like, why? You know? Yeah. At least explain it, you know? It looked extra, I mean... Like when Nia Jax or not Nia Jax, when Nyla Rose had the <laughs> belt, Rose. it was like it looked yeah. like a like a literal toy belt on her. Yeah. Like like how I, I look holding, I I have I have a whole setup, so I don't want to knock anything over. Oh. But um, that like that toy like belt, that AEW belt you can get from Walmart. That's like what it looks like on, on me. You know, yeah. it was like Nyla Rose holding this full size. What was I mean? <laughs> I I like I like in theory. Like what they're trying to do with the designs, but you're right; they're just it's just too small. Like that's that's yeah. really just kind of the and I they're making them look different than the men's belts, which is cool because like the WWE's men and yeah. women's belts have the same design; they just have different colors basically. But they're trying to at least differentiate the two. But yeah, yeah, it's too small. Yeah, and I think also while I think that that's a very logical explanation and i'm not poo-pooing on peter's opinion or anything like that i'm just kind of giving my opinion are you taller oh you're she's wearing my high heels wow you're so beautiful uh not recently i don't know where you got those you heard that brandy designed the aw women's championship if that's true i don't know if that's true it's interesting but 
Um, I think for, you know, Japan or in Joshi wrestling, you've got generally smaller wrestler. And not right this second, okay? Maybe a little bit. But when you have women, you know, when you're catering to women of all sizes and shapes, I think you need a belt that can cater to that. Scarlet. Hi. Doesn't look like poop. What? She's got a sponge. Me, 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 me. Make a sponge. It looks like a clammy dog poop. <laughs> Some dog do this poop. It was And this is. Is this poop? No. Why would you be touching it? Because they wanted what is, it. What is that? A football? What is it's, it? a, it's a makeup sponge. Because they oh, wanted it. It's like a mini poop. football. Oh, you don't say that. Mm-hmm. It does look like a football. It's not a football. I don't have it. I don't have it. You don't? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Let's see it. There it is. <laughs> okay, what happened next? Um, what did happen next? I guess this was the... So Kenny Omega... He's on speed. Yeah. You don't have light now. You something fast. No more light. Well, and I like I like the me. that they're continuing the story with him and Adam Page like through the commentary, like because even when yeah. there were certain things where like <clears throat> Hangman would be in a certain position where he'd do something and then like he'd be on the mat or something, and Kenny would be like, "So this is the point in the match where you usually come try to tag me, you know, and like try to get like try to get him out of the mess." And then, like, you know, th- certain things would happen, and he could be like, yep, if I was there out there at the ring with him, like, that wouldn't have happened to him, and blah, blah, blah. And, but, hey, dude, Hangman is so good. <laughs> like, this guy's, like, he's going to be... His gear looked great as well. It looks way better than the the short uh, trunk, whatever you call those, the Speedo-looking... Chaps. Chaps. Oh, no, 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 the, uh... Well, yeah. <laughs> She said she's snoring. It's like a Snorlax, like a Pokemon. Green or C Grenadier, Grenadier, Grenadier. I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't know what, what uh, language. Thank you very much for the subscription to the channel. When we hit ten thousand subs, we're gonna do a giveaway. By the way, I, I will mention that again at the end. But if you are gonna subscribe to the channel. It's obviously free to subscribe, and when it hits 10,000, we are going to, once again, have some pretty cool giveaways for y'all, so make sure to do that if you haven't already. But this match was really good. Really, really good. Um, Frank Kazarian, I've said this for a really long time, and this isn't a knock to SCU, but, like, I've always liked Frank Kazarian better as a singles wrestler, personally, and... I really, really was reminded of that in this match with Hangman. Like, he can still totally go at a high level. They both looked great. Hangman hitting the buckshot Larry at the end was awesome, too. Like, because Frankie was closer than the opponents normally are, and he still flipped it and nailed it. I mean, th- th- I thought this whole match was great. Everything about this was great. Hangman winning was great. Very, a lot of near falls, too. It was very good. Like, yeah. there was a lot. It, it was really good. And Kenny Omega on commentary made it a lot more complex. And didn't make, it really didn't make the match better, but it made the show better. Yeah, yeah the storyline continues on. Like, yeah. it's... It's it's just so good, and all it's all this is gonna do is gonna keep building Hangman as a singles wrestler over and over and over again. Like he's just gonna go out there, get a bunch of wins, 
Kenny Omega's already a made man in singles wrestling. Like he like he doesn't need to really be built as a singles wrestler. Everyone already knows him for what he's done. So whenever Hangman and Omega eventually meet in a singles match, which obviously will happen at some point in the future, I think that uh I really like the way they're building this. I I, I I can't say enough good things about it, and I can't say enough how impressed I am with Hangman Page at this stage of his career. And like, they have such a star for the future in that company if he can stay healthy. Yeah, like, I think so too. Yeah, so good. So good. It was great. This whole show was really good. Even at, like every time, there wasn't anything that I didn't like. Yeah, I mean, we've had. What did you think about this? MJF comes out and just squashes this Sean Dude, guy. in, like, record time, I think. Did anyone check? Is that, like, a record? It has to be. It, it was. Be. It was, like, it bell rang submission. <laughs> like, the bell rang and then the bell rang again. It was, yeah. like, boom, boom. And then MJF gave a speech, like, I thought he should have. Like I said, continue this campaign. Continue this campaign. I was cheated. Tried to make Justin Roberts say, you know, undis- undisputed or whatever, undefeated uh, champion, and just went off like he should to make us mad, but to go make us mad, but be like, okay, you have a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah for you sure. Know? Like he has a point. He's just a jerk about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind. It's it's similar in ways to the Brian Cage thing because, like, he never tapped out to John Moxley, even though Taz throwing the towel in. Yeah. That's a that's a clear loss. Like you, that's part of the rules. If someone throws in the towel, match is over. Same with fighting. Like yes. it's and same with um. And I like how AEW has been doing this. We'll talk about Eddie Kingston later, I guess. But Eddie yes. Kingston kind of brought up the same thing. You know, they don't just kind of sweep it under the rug. I mean, they're bringing yes. it up. They're yes, bringing it up. A hundred percent. And then it also, um, you also have the underlying story of Wardlow, like the slow build Batista on evolution type thing that's going on yeah. now also, where yeah, I hope it takes a long time. I hope they build Me it. Too. But that's, I mean, it's one of those things where you're already seeing hints of like one day Wardlow is going to beat the hell out of this guy and become like, a big time baby face. Oh man! And, and he and looks the part too. I mean, he's good in the ring. He's huge. I, I, you know, that's there's so much good. There's so much good stuff going on for this company right now. Like it's there man. is. There's so many storylines and so many places they can go with them, and yes. and they have all the time in the world. There's like no rush. Yeah. Well, speaking of what you were just talking about with Eddie Kingston, like, what did you think yeah. about this whole this whole promo here? And once again, Eddie Kingston mentioning that he was never eliminated, which I mentioned on our show after the pay per view. I was like, yes, I hope he, he I hope he brings this up because I, he never went over the top yeah. rope. And yeah. I'm glad that they're actually do like they're actually using this in a storyline. Like, what? Thank you. It was awesome. Anytime Eddie Kingston speaks, I'm full my full attention. Just the the way he can read a room, take over the room, and call it his his bitch, like it's just out of bounds. Like if if Samoa Joe is like not gonna renew his contract and comes to AEW, like I'm not saying that he's going to this is me fancy booking in my head, so please. Him Samoa Joe and Eddie Kingston could have a promo battle for the ages that I would love to see. I think that that could be 
beautiful and I love what they're doing. I love how he's like, well, we're going to whoop on everybody just pulling people out of the the little AW wrestler crowd, whooping <laughs> yeah. on them, telling well, Blade to go check on Allie. <laughs> yeah. And even like I know a heel is a good heel, like a really good heel when my husband is like full attention. Like if my husband is like he'll be talking, he'll just be like, ah and just watch. Yeah. By the way, my NXT loving husband used my email address to order his own Jericho mask and t shirt off of <laughs> AEW. Yes. AEW. He's going over. Yes. I'm telling you. And he wants to go to another show. Awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to say that, but I did. Hey, I, I mean, I will be fair. Like I said at the top of the show, NXT has been really good. Like, it's oh, been it's really great. good. But oh, AEW no, no is still shade. my priority. No so, shade. Yeah. No shame. Um, what was yeah. next? <laughs> oh, and also with Eddie Kingston. No, I didn't. I didn't hear. What, I was whatever. scratching my ear. Oh. <laughs> um, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Eddie Kingston. It's so funny because, like, my brother is the worst at, like, remembering wrestlers' names. Mm-hmm. And every time he sees Eddie Kingston on the screen, he's always like, oh, shit, Backyard's on TV? Like, he always calls him Backyard. <laughs> it's because the first time you ever saw him, I was watching the IWTV show, like, live when Kingston called out Cody, like, on the microphone, like, a couple months before he was on Dynamite. Oh. And it was in an actual backyard. It was like a backyard wrestling show that independentwrestling.tv put on. I can't remember what company it was for, but it was on that platform. And my brother just happened to be here for that. And he was like, he was like, oh, damn, this guy's like pretty badass. Like after listening to that right? promo. And now he's been seeing him on AEW. He's always like, oh, shit, yeah, backyard's on TV. Like, every time, <laughs> like he's, he's like the only guy my brother actually roots for. Like, it's so funny. Um, he's also the only guy, he's also the only guy where if my TV's muted, like if I unmute NXT and I'm watching something on, on NXT and AEW is muted for whatever reason, like during that, if Eddie Kingston comes on the screen, we always like jump to the, jump to the controller and, and switch it to, we got to hear Kingston talk over whatever's going on. So yeah, love it. Love it. And, and you're talking about his uh, potential with someone like Samoa Joe, like, him, Eddie Kingston and uh, John Moxley would have such an incredible buildup for a match between those two guys. Like the promos those two guys would cut on each other. Girl. Oh my god. Sorry, my cat is trying to jump up here, and there's no <laughs> room for there's no clearance, girl. Don't do it. I've been looking for you all day, girl. She's been hiding. Don't, don't. Oh my god, I'm scared. She wrecked me last night. I don't know if you can see. See, oh yeah, I can see a little bit. Yeah, yeah. She wrecked me last night. Those are bites. Why did your cat attack you? Because I felt really bad. Because okay, sorry, little side thing. I had a bottle like this, right? And I was putting it on the counter, and she decided to jump up. Oh, you can't see the bottle. The bottle like this. Oh, there she is. She decided to jump up like that, and I was moving the bottle, and I bonked her right in the head. And I felt so bad. And so I was trying to love on her, and instead she attacked me. And I, like, literally <laughs> sat on my kitchen floor for 10 minutes trying to get her to, like, let me pet her and apologize. And she just tried to eat me instead. Oh, my gosh. 
I didn't know cats got that violent like that. Well, she... She just was mad. She was upset. She wanted... She thought I was playing, and I wasn't. She was hyped up after watching Dynamite. She was hyped. (laughs) She was ready for a street fight or a pregnant one fight. She's ready to go out in the garage and throw down. Hell yeah. We got a couple... uh, We have a few more really good matches, actually, here. We had Private Party, who we talked about a little bit earlier... Taking on Jericho and Hager. Jericho and Hager got the win. I thought that uh, Isaiah Cassidy sold the Judas probably better than anybody has so far that I've seen take it. I thought that was really, yes. really good. Um, what did you think about this match? And what do you think about Jericho and Hager just like overall as a tag team? It's an interesting dynamic that... What's going on? I'll get you a possible... Let me talk about this match and then I'll give you a popsicle, Okay. You talk about how you thought of it while I get her a popsicle. Sounds good. <clears throat> so, I mean, I thought the match itself was uh, was pretty good. I've said it a lot before, and I forgot to mention it earlier when we talked about MJF, but MJF was mentioning how he might need a stable, like how everyone in, in uh, AEW is like affiliated with some sort of group there, or most of the successful people. Uh, Moxley is kind of an outlier there, but even he has like that alliance with Darby Allen, like to, you know, this kind of this loose alliance where they always call on each other, which happened at the end of this show as well. And, um, and now we're also seeing, um, uh, Will Hobbs also kind of getting in that mix, which is kind of cool. So kind of Moxley's got some kind of friends around him and MJF obviously had his cabinet, but that was mainly, he just had Wardlow and, I think that MJF joining Jericho, if it was like MJF, Jericho, Wardlow, you'd probably keep Sammy Guevara there. Um, but if if the rest of the inner circle were to uh, to disband, I think that'd be a good thing. I, I Although I, like, I'm interested in Jericho and Hager as a team at the moment, but I don't see a scenario where they become the tag team champions. I don't see a scenario where this team lasts very long. It might be something where it becomes a reason why Jericho eventually turns on Hager or vice versa, something like that. But I feel like we're, we've already been teased some stuff between Jericho and MJF. And I really, really want to see that. Um, but I also don't want to see Wardlow out of the picture with that yet either. So I think Wardlow replaces Hager. I think uh, MJF kind of replaces uh, Santana Ortiz, who, by the way, the inner circle was nowhere to be found during that parking lot brawl last night to help Santana Ortiz. So, like, I... I'm kind of starting to see the writing on the wall where the inner circle may change a little bit, and I'd like to see MJF into that fold. Um, I don't know how much that you could hear, Jesse. I could hear it all. Okay, what do you think? I about? hear it all. Um, I, I pray for me because um, really quickly, my child got into these sugar cookies that my husband bought her that I did not approve, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can see there is. It's the ones, the loft house cookies with all the frosting on oh, top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are great. There's yeah. one. There's one. Frosting. Gone. Here's uh, two. Frosting. Gone. Oh, she's just eating the, just the frosting off the top of them? Yeah. But <laughs> our stream is, like, buffering. Uh, Maybe that's just me. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully we're is all right. Is yours buffering? Uh, we're looking on my end. Okay, good. Maybe it's just mine. Um. So, yeah. Uh, here we go. Number three. Number four, she left a little bit. Number five. Number six. 
And uh, she did leave some on number seven. Nice. So that's so, that was the whole. That's like all. That's what I was smelling when she was coming in here. I'm like, I smell birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I smelling birthday cake? Oh, that's what God. I was smelling. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, I thought this match was great. Like I said, AW is fantastic at leaving open-ended storyline potential without making you feel like you were left in the dust or gypped. It makes you excited and wants to tune in next week, not kind of angry or like, oh, well, this is what's going to happen. It's always like, oh, what's going to go on from here? Thought it was fantastic. Looks like we are going to get Jericho and... No, wait. Was it Jericho and Mark Queen? Was it? Uh... Was that... No, he beat up Isaiah Cassidy. I think Did it he was, beat up right? Isaac? Yeah, the I guy. Thought... Wait, no. Well, he hit the Judas on Isaiah Cassidy. I remember that because he. Yeah. Also, Jericho was tweeting simultaneously in the ring. Was he real? <laughs> I didn't notice yes, that. Yes. He, I, he <coughs> tweeted, like, I didn't do it about Matt Hardy. And he's, like, on the apron. And I'm like, what? So he must have had his intern, or, like, maybe the tweet didn't tweet right away. I don't know. It was confusing. That'd be hilarious if he was just yeah. actually... Because that was, yeah, it was a live show. They had fans. Yeah, um, so interesting. However, this match was good. Like you said, I agree with everything you said about the inner circle kind of changing a little bit. Dynamic is shifting. You know, their Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's time for, like, some new alignments. Yeah, I totally agree. This match I thought was really good. Ivelisse took on Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa with the win. Um, I've said this before, but I need to, like, emphatically state this. Like, Thunder Rosa is better than any woman under contract with AEW. Like, she's the best. She is one of the best. Yeah, and male or female, she's one of the best wrestlers that is wrestling on this show. Like, Thunder Rosa is so good, and Eva Lise is damn good also. Like, she she looked great in this match, too. Like, these two, in my opinion, are like, okay, we're starting to see some shining lights here. In, uh, we have, we've had Sheeta, and we've had um, Riho, and, like, some others that have, you know, done fairly well. But, you know, obviously there's a lot of criticism and negativity towards how the AEW women's division has panned out up to this point. Like, it gets yeah. talked about all the time. These two, I could watch wrestle over. Not, I, I don't want to see them wrestle each other every week because I don't want to see WWE, but I'm cool yeah. with an Eva Lee match next week. I'm cool with a Thunder Rosa match next week. They need to figure out a way if they haven't already to make sure Thunder Rosa is either under contract or something to a degree where they can get her regularly because she's she's been super impressive to me. So impressive. So, not monumental, I would say, but definitely is showing that on AEW television, they can show out for women's matches. I think it's AEW, if there's one thing that they get criticism for, and I honestly think rightly so, is their, the lack of their women's division and lack of, not skill, but just like lack of anything really in the women's division. So I think Sunder Rosa and Ivelisse put on a fantastic match here. I thought it was great. I'd love to see more style of matches like this in AEW. Of course, I love Thunder Rosa, and I think she's fantastic and talented, but I don't think she needs to be the 
I mean, honestly, it would be cool to see her, like, wrestle every week and kind of beef up this women's division. However, I don't know if that's a good thing since she's not necessarily an AEW wrestler. I don't know how much it technically does for the AEW women's division. However, I think that the women's division could take notes from this on how to do a, a match like this. You know, take their skilled wrestlers that can pull off a match like this, which I don't know how many there are, and do this. I think I would love to see this on television every week. I think this is great. I don't think you have to have like a super detailed storyline just because it's the women's division. You're trying to cram all this women's division stuff into one quick segment. I think that kind of dilutes it a little bit and makes it a little bit overproduced. Just give us a wrestling match. I want to go from there. Like that's all I kind of want. I mean, I don't, can't speak for everyone. That's kind of what I want. You know, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I have to imagine with Thunder Rosa, like, there's no way they're giving her this much attention and putting her over these people and having uh, the showing she did against Sheeta, unless they are going to use her going forward. Like, there's just no I way. I love Sheeta interfering at the end. Or not yeah. interfering, but coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And I'm totally cool with the rematch between the I, I really liked their match at, uh, at All Out. I thought it was really good. Like... Sheeta's great too. Like I'm not, <clears throat> I'm definitely not trashing Sheeta. Sheeta's awesome. Yeah, there's, there's people who I think she is the best in the women's division. See, you yeah, see, I like see. I would say Thunder Rosa, but I'm not gonna like. Well, th- argue. I'm talking about AEW. Oh well, I'm like, conf- on the roster. Okay, if I'm not counting Thunder Rosa, then yeah, she okay, is, yeah. she is definitely the best women's wrestler on AEW. Yeah, I would definitely, say, I would definitely agree with that. Um, but uh, but I, I was like I said, I was really impressed with Eva Lee. I've liked what I've seen of Diamante so far as well. So like. There are yeah. there there's some there is some good stuff kind of cooking up in the crock pot which I hope yeah, to be using crock today. Pot. Yeah, I don't know where my brother's at actually. I hope he's gonna put that together. Um, but anyways, after this we had a Miro <coughs> backstage segment. He was backstage bench pressing while Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford were hanging. I out. I missed this. What was it, I doing? It it honestly wasn't really worth seeing to be totally honest like it wasn't it wasn't really anything it was more of Miro kind of saying like he's the best man and stuff like that and he was flexing he was looking real jacked but I I mean I have to imagine Miro has to turn on Kip like soon like there's no way they they have him just like second fiddle to to Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian for long like no way What, what the hell was I doing last night when this was happening I was doing something, but I missed it. I may have been going pee. I'm pregnant. My bladder is testy right now. But I was wondering because I was like, I didn't see Mira on the show, and I was like, I didn't. It didn't really like matter because it was a good show. But now that it, it makes sense, because I was like, it's kind of interesting. And I was gonna say that was like my one criticism of the show was there was no Mira, but I guess there was. So just kidding. Yeah, but, but they I, have to do something because this is like that was a great way to like introduce him you know, have him be the best man or whatever. But now it's like, all right, all right, that's the one thing. Wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. I'll also say with Miro, I, I've been watching some of his Twitch streams lately, and yeah. he's I'm becoming more and more of a fan of him, like, as a person, every time I hear him talk, which... I've heard that. I've, I've wanted to catch his Twitch streams. Yeah. Yeah, he does a really good job of, like, I don't know how to, he's really, he seems really genuine in the way he talks. And you're kind of like, he, he's been talked to all, he's been really open about like 
how he left WWE and how he was like negotiating with some other companies and AEW is where he wanted to go and like he's been really I don't know it's one of these things where it's kind of changing my perception of him a little bit because I'm not the biggest I've said this before I'm not the biggest Rusev fan like it isn't because I dislike the guy it's just he was always to me kind of more of like a generic kind of foreign heel when he got his big push yeah and then the Rusev Day thing was working but they never did anything with it so I was always kind of left with this weird like I, my hand huh oh, my hand disappeared oh uh, yeah the green screen effect yeah um, but anyway sorry but uh but yeah that's that's you know it's just i want to see more out of miro and i'm seeing more of it on his twitch streams so i'm like oh okay i'm, I'm really starting to relate to this guy more and if they can use him correctly in AEW, which i have no doubt in my mind that they will because like AEW has done really really well with their storylines but they got to do it fast, I think. There's a lot of buzz about Miro being there and for him to just be the best man to Kip Sabian, who's, let's be honest here, Kip Sabian's basically a jobber, level AEW talent. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's, like, a main event level guy. If Miro turns on him, it's like a it's like a curtain-jerking, like... I got rating, What are the ratings? No, go ahead and finish your point. Um, basically the point being that Miro is in, like, a jobber to mid-level feud right off the bat, but hopefully he just destroys him and then moves on to, like, something that, you know, I, I can't say people care about, I, I care about this, but I don't, but it's, yeah. but it's, Kip Sabian has, I have no reason to, like, think Kip Sabian's gonna win. Like, I, he hasn't beaten anybody that matters right. since, since AEW started, you know what I mean? He's just kind of there, which is fine. I mean, Penelope Ford is way more of a well, I think, she's yeah, really good yeah i think she's way more over than he is like he's he's like second fiddle to her and in Miro's second fiddle to him like they have to yeah shift that completely <laughs> like yeah i don't yeah. know where they go with Miro and like who he moves on to but i i completely agree with everything you said yes honey Yes, I will in a second. So, um, in conclusion, NXT and AEW need to be on different nights because AEW did 886,000, NXT did 689,000. And I will be honest with you, I've heard fantastic things about the NXT show. I think it deserve. I think NXT did deserve a better number. I think AEW deserved a better number. And I think you could both give them the numbers that they deserve and the viewership that these guys deserve. These guys and gals, sorry. These guys in a uh, non-gender specific yeah, way what, there. Yeah, I know what you and that's mean. What I meant. Yes. These wrestlers are working their butts off to like compete with one another for like... I don't know. It's just, it's unfortunate. And I just wish that we could all enjoy. It really sucked not being able to watch NXT last no, night. It really did. Yeah. And there's the ratings for everybody while yes. we're talking about that. So. Oh. Yeah. You're so tasty. I'm tasty. What do you. No, it's not. Taste your socks off. No, don't taste my socks, please. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Please don't. I will get you. I will turn the TV on for you in a minute. Did you throw your popsicle away? You. Where is it? Popsicle better not be on the couch that we just steam cleaned. Anyways, continue. 
Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, Lance Archer comes out next. He's with Jake the Snake. And I don't know why people are still, like, the people around the ring are still, like, logically speaking, when Lance Archer comes out to the ring, you would stay as far away from the guardrail as possible. And these people are still, like, leaning over it like, yeah, yeah, all right, cool. And then he's just grabbing them and launching them over the thing, beating the hell out of them. Um... I liked the promo from Jake. I really liked the promo from Lance. Yes. I feel like that was the first time we've heard Lance talk in AEW. Yeah, and it was great. Yeah, he you did really tell. well. Did really well. It brought out Taz, and it's cool because you have this alliance, and the story yeah. totally makes sense. So it does basically Taz and Taz and Jake the Snake have basically made a deal to where if Lance Archer can beat Moxley for the title then Brian Cage will get the first shot at Lance Archer. So it's mutually beneficial to everyone involved to basically team up against Mox and get Archer that championship. And then Brian Cage gets his shot if that happens. So what do you think about all this, like this kind of like alliance uh, building up and this whole promo and everything? Well, like you said, it makes sense. It makes sense and I love it. Yeah, I think it's a really good kind of oomph on this storyline. I think it, it kind of it also helps kind of draw it out a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Like it's it's letting it kind of marinate because it's like, oh, we're not just going to get this match right away. Right. It's it's building it to make it seem like more credible because I mean, Lance Archer wins this, you know, battle royal and. So, I mean, you could go off of that, but I think that this really builds it up and makes the champion, the championship match with John Moxley mean so much more. And this this alliance and Mox's alliance is really cool. Um, and it, it's nice it's nice to see Moxley have friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that here in just a second because things uh, because that was uh, well, actually that was right that was right there, and then there was the main event. That's right. Duh. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah as you, you as you were you, saying. You, um, yeah, hold on. I gotta get her uh, something real quick. But you're mm-hmm. good. I'm gonna read off the super chat actually while you do that. It's perfect. Uh, Dylan's wrestling. Thank stuff. you, Dylan. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Dylan. Says Moxley and Archer are gonna bring it again, just like their match at NJPW for the U.S. title. Yeah, 100. percent They've had really good matches in New Japan, so I think that's I think that's literally the exact line of thinking. Dylan is AEW's uh, booking and basically going. Yeah, this match, uh, they killed it over there. A lot of the U.S. audience hasn't seen this. We got both guys. They're both credible. They're both good in the ring. We know it's going to work. Do it on the one-year anniversary show because it, you can count on it being a good match. And, uh, and yeah, I'm totally with you there. And then also, with <laughs> as Jesse was alluding to, we had Brian Cage. Um, you know, he's, of course, along with Ricky. So he comes out with Ricky Starks and he attacks Moxley. Moxley comes out to talk to Jake and the whole alliance and all those guys. And after Starks and Cage attack Moxley from behind, Will Hobbs comes out, who was recently officially signed by AEW. He comes out, helps Mox out, and then Mox gets on the microphone, calls out Darby Allen, says that, you know, hey, it's time to fight. Let's go. And I, I just love... I love that alliance that Moxley and Darby Allen have had since the beginning of AEW. Like, they have just this weird friendship that 
it makes total sense. They can fight each other and for the belt and you yeah. still have the you still have the same level of intensity as you would, but when they need each other's help, they have each other's back. Like it's I you love it. Respect each other. Yes. And you know that Moxley is is doing everything he can to prep them for the future because like Darby is going to be a guy now he's a little more of a risk than the others because of the risks he takes, but if he can stay uninjured, like 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 like, like avoid serious injuries, because he's going to get injured. But if he can avoid serious yeah. injuries, he's a guy who could long term be one of their top guys for for a really really long time. And Moxley, I think, recognizes that and he's doing everything he can to to make Darby Allen look as badass as humanly possible. So this is all great. Yeah. It's all great, and thank you so much, Dylan. I completely agree. They're going to bring it again. That New Japan match, that was at Wrestle Kingdom, wasn't it? Because I watched it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, and it was a Texas Death match. It was really good. Yeah. I remember Lance Archer, I think I think it was Lance Archer, like got his arm put through the table, and it was like really gnarly. <laughs> it was kind of gross. It was a really good match. I think they can bring it. It's kind of funny. I was just thinking this before Dylan put the Super Chat in. Lance Archer is one of those people that he's just kind of like an enigma, you kind of forget is like a dude from texas like he just doesn't <laughs> give me te- like as a texan as a texan now living in florida but as a texan he does not give me texan vibes just not at all like he just i don't see him and think yeah you're from like dallas like i'm from dallas i'm from mckinney like I, yeah you give me mckinney vibes for sure no maybe without the dreads and maybe with like jeans and not a cowboy shirt because that's not as Texas as you think with like a University of Texas like polo tee I could see it but yeah sorry that was kind of a tangent but I absolutely agree they're both fantastic wrestlers he brought it with Cody Rhodes oh yeah Archer did you know so it'll be great and I love that they're building to it by kind of making it more complex and putting uh, adding other wrestlers who honestly like could be in the mix for the, the world title anyways. So yeah, I like it. Fun fact, uh speaking of Lance Hoyt or Lance Archer, whatever I guess Lance Archer now. Used to be Lance Hoyt. Hey, his, his his well, his original name in Impact when it was TNA, so much name changes over the years. When it was TNA wrestling, his name when he debuted was Dallas. That was his ring name. He was just called Dallas. So <laughs> um was there anything anything before the main event that we need to talk no. about um tony Con- oh Wait. orange cassidy versus brody leaves for the tnt title next week that'll be good what yeah what yeah that'll oh, be good God. and orange cassidy was a part of the main event also i'll let you start oh. on, i'll let you start on this one so like we had in my opinion this was like the best parking lot brawl street fight like i've ever seen i thought it was absolutely incredible the best friends beating santana ortiz uh yeah give me your thoughts on this match because i know you were really i know you love this and you've, you've watched it multiple times now i love this so much i it's that this match had like so many little details that were just beautiful they utilized everything in that parking lot to supreme elite skill. They 
utilized everything there the way that me as a wrestling fan that I wanted to see them do. This was a street parking lot, street fight, whatever you want to call it. This is what, when I think of that, this is what I want to see. It was brutal, but it didn't leave me like completely disgusted. It was just brutal enough to where you go, oh, and then you're like, ah, but then you keep going. You kind of forget how brutal it was, and you kind of get back into it. It didn't take you out of the moment with its brutality. It kept you in the moment with its brutality, which was mwah, beautiful. I loved how they, like, utilized, like, the, the car, uh, the, the front hood smash. I love how they utilized the, the oh, the truck bed, how they used the truck yeah. bed and, like, flipped it up. Oh, God, that was beautiful. The windshields that didn't Trent go through a windshield? Yeah. And, like, his back. <laughs> yeah, you got power oh, my through. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ow. That looked so painful. Just then the, the in, in the truck to finish the match with the board breaking, too. Well, and, 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 well, and before that, Chuck Taylor had a pile driver out of the yes. hood of the other car. Yes. It was like... Everything like a fantasy booker could want to book happened in that match. And we have, you have been campaigning for this and you've been talking about this and they did it. They gave Santana and Ortiz a legitimate match and it put them over. Yes. Even though they lost, it's still. Even though they lost, they did not look like a joke in this for a long, we have, you have been saying this specifically. They have been too much of a joke. They've been too campy too hammy and they just came out they put some face paint on they were ready to go they went out there and they delivered the blood on the face paint like coming through the face paint was so cool was that actually blood i think it was i think so it i was, mean they were all yeah <laughs> they were all cut on for the real. concrete there was just and then just it put them over even though they lost, and AEW is so good at that. They're so good at being able to put people over even with a loss, which yes. is fantastic. It is and, a huge strength. And with them, you still have the out where it was technically three on two because Orange Cassidy yes. attacked, and then the inner circle was nowhere to be found. And I think that was really important because I think that next week on Dynamite, Santana Ortiz go up to the rest of the inner circle and they're like, where the hell were you guys at when we went through that? Like, we're out. Like, we're done playing games and having yeah. comedy with you guys. Like, we're out of here and doing our own thing. And Because uh, they need to. Like, them on their own in this match was, was more important than anything they've done in the last year with they the Inner Circle. They proved it. They proved they don't, they don't really, like, I mean, the Inner Circle won't be there for them. Why should, you know, they be there for the Inner Circle? They proved that they can hold their own. They didn't win. But that's because, like you said, Orange Cassidy popped out of that trunk like a magician, like a damn rabbit out of a magic magician's hat, and whooped on him. They had, they proved that they could have done it had there not been interference. And had there been interference with the inner circle, maybe they could have won. But it didn't happen. Right, exactly. It was so, so good. unexpectedly good. Like, I was not expecting to sit down to AEW Diamond and watch a pay-per-view worthy match on a wednesday night yeah that like, was one of those where because i watched it oh sorry i dropped a mirror oh jeez, i thought all right thought that was something else good deal nothing serious um <laughs> no i thought like scarlet fell off something is what i no, immediately gosh, thought i was like oh my god it was just like boom 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 <laughs> um okay good so yeah me and my brother and my 
my friend uh, Mike, who I talk about all the time, were we're all yeah. watching, and we were like glued to this. We were like, "This is one of the best matches we've seen in like a long time." Like this was this was one of like I said at the at the when we started talking about this match, like I really think it was the best. I cannot think of a better just straight up like parking lot brawl match ever. Like they did all this stuff that you when you play the WWE video games especially the ones back in the day. I don't know if they still have them, but they used to have like parking lot brawls and all the stuff you could do in that game. Like they were doing for real on TV, like using like, like you were saying the hoods of the cars and throwing people in trunks yeah. and, and, and everything. I mean, just breaking boards over each other's backs. And I mean, so good. Yeah. And I love, so good. and I love how best yeah. friends win and they look, like now they look badass, even more badass. Also, because it's like they overcame it, they won. Like they aren't just goofy guys that like you know play around either. Like they won this this brawl. AEW is so good at making them look badass. They were. I mean, I'm not giving them enough credit. They looked so badass. They were able to go into Sue's van, his mom's. They were able to once in victory get into the back of their mama's van. And look, badass as hell doing it. And Sue giving the middle finger was the damn icing on the effing cake. That was so amazing and beautiful. It was so good that Mick Foley had to get up, go to his bathroom, and film a video about how good it was. Like, he he was in his bathroom. I could hear the echo. I mean, it's not, <laughs> no, I'm not hating on him. But, like, you know, wait, what? No, I thought you were going to say something else. I just thought you were going to say something No, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he, maybe he, no, Mick Foley's great. I love Mick Foley. He saw the match, went to his bathroom. Oh, no! just, man, that was a good, man, that was a good match. Man, that was a good match. All right. Man, I I wouldn't blame him. I'm not going (laughs) to hate him. I, wrestling does that to me sometimes, too. But, uh, I mean... I love Big Foley, but to, for him to put that over like that immediately afterwards to make a video and to say, you know, that's the kind of match I would have wanted. You know, he's talking about how he wanted to do that with like Vader or somebody. And they, um, they had some crazy. I, I didn't see the tweet, but yeah, he had some crazy. Like I think against Vader was the first time I saw him do the what they called the nesty plunge, which was when he Big Foley would jump off. McFoley used to jump off the ring apron like like he would be looking towards the ring like holding the ropes and he'd get knocked off and he would just do a full on dive like to the back like like not protect his head and just whack like like in like you know just the back of the head to the concrete every time. Um anyway, that's the first thing I think about when I think about Vader. and also Vader's also the one who tore uh, part of his like how he's missing that ear. Yeah, that's that ha- right. Happened in a match with Vader with the ropes. Anyways, Sorry. But yeah, no, you're good. But that's what he said. He said that that's the kind of match he wanted. He like pitched a match like that, and he said he doesn't even think that he. I'm I'm maybe misconstruing this. My apologies, McFoley. I mean nothing but respect to you. You're awesome. Thank you for following me on Twitter. He said like that's the kind of match. Even if we would have done that, I don't think we would have been able to pull off a match like that. It was great, fantastic work, and just you know really put it over, put the whole match over. It was wholesome. It was fantastic. It was great. And I think that that was such a damn good match, man. That was, oh, my God. And it was, like, on a Wednesday night, just, like, oh, yeah, hey, guess what? Like, I mean, we've kind of been building to this, but it hasn't been, like, such a big main event build. 
guess what our main event's going to be in the parking lot of, you know, I felt kind of bad for the people there at the show because it was kind of not. Yeah, I guess we're just watching on a big screen. Which is fine. I mean, I'm sure there were people like over, I'm sure it was like, where was it? I couldn't even like tell where it was in Daly's place, but I'm sure there were people that were higher up that could have like just leaned over and saw it. But it was definitely. Oh no! When it's a legitimate blow off to the feud, like it's like it's over now. Like they they settled it in the parking right. lot. Done. It's done. Um, like they can both move on to new things, and both teams look better for it. So mission accomplished. Yeah. AEW. Like this whole feud was great. We got an actual ending, an actual winners, and yes. both teams can do, do something now different and we're looking forward to it like yeah and there's not a shitload of 50 50 booking hopefully because as long as as long as they don't just keep doing this match over and over this was a perfect ending to all of it so oh my god right it was it was the perfect conclusion to a storyline that's how it should be done and you know what we get a samoan street fight on smackdown on friday what's happening there is it uh uso and roman yeah 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 i'm so out of the loop on what's going on with i just saw that announced i thought that was kind of funny well maybe i'll maybe i'll tune in i like i've said before i'm very very interested in what roman reigns is doing as a heel i'm not pooping on him at all no but i I can get my fix of that by literally watching the clips on youtube right like like off wwe's own channel i could go on their youtube channel right after smackdown watch roman reigns segments and not have to spend two hours watching smackdown so that's that's all i've been doing but it was a great show 10 out of 10 AEW, yeah, 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 100%. I agree, 10 out of 10, still killing it. Um, is there anything else that you want to touch on before I get to the sponsors? Um, really quick, um, just this kind of personal. I had a friend this week pass away from complications due to her eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, really serious, really scared the hell out of me, if I'm being honest with you, because it kind of made me realize that the two women that I, my room was next to in Denver the first time I was pregnant are both dead. And they both died because of complications due to their eating disorder. Eating disorders kill people all the time. We've lost at least three or four people within this week because of their eating disorders. Eating disorders are extremely serious. If you or anyone you know is suffering or you think may be suffering from an eating disorder, please go to the nationaleatingdisorders.org. Take the free screening tools. Get the resources. They have a free helpline available as well. They're also at NEDAS, N-E-D-A, staff on Twitter. You can get a lot of resources there. She was an amazing person, an amazing human being, and she's gone. She was an incredible influence to me. She was an incredible support system to me. She was just an amazing person really fighting the good fight, and she's gone. She fell asleep, and she didn't wake up. And it's scary because it can happen at any time. And this is why when I see disordered eating on my Twitter page by professional wrestlers, I get extremely concerned because you're doing permanent damage to your health that you could fall asleep one day and not wake up and not be there for your kids. It's extremely serious. It's not a cheat day. If you're binging 10,000 calories, it's a problem and you need to get help. And I don't want to see another person lose their life over an eating disorder. The, 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 best way to prevent death is early detection and early intervention. And when you see the warning signs, 
you need to contact the National Union Disorder Association, contact a therapist, contact someone in your circle. It's a very complicated disorder, and disordered eating can switch to an eating disorder very quickly. And I just plead with all of you, please, if you yourself are struggling or if you know someone that you may you think may be struggling, please, please find a calm way to raise your concerns with them get some do some research get some support from professionals in the best way to do that and please help your friends help save a life if you are struggling you are not alone there's hope there is recovery please i'm begging you do not be a statistic do not i cannot see another life be lost because of an eating disorder it's incredibly serious it's the it has the highest mortality rate of any mental illness other than opioid dependency which is a mental illness, but it's also kind of a complicated thing. But other than that, eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of any mental illness because of the physical manifestations that happen within the body because of an eating disorder. And even in recovery, one simple relapse, one simple slip up can cost you your life. So yeah, rest in peace, Samantha. I miss you, girl. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. That's a bummer. And yeah, if there's anybody out there that's suffering from that kind of stuff, please do go get help. We don't want to see that happening to more people. That's terrible. It's awful, and it, it, what sucks is it's like, who's next? It's like, who's going to be next? Because that's, that's just how it is. You know, am I next? I hope not. But, you know, just it's it's scary. It's It's sobering. It's just, it's... When I saw that note that they left me on my door, I said, what? Because I had a scare where I went into preterm labor while I was in the hospital and I had to come back. And the sign said, welcome back, baby mama. They both signed it. They are both dead. Both dead from their eating disorders. Yeah, that's, that's, that's scary. It's Serious. sobering. Yeah. It's horrifying. So, yeah. Sorry to kind of be a bummer there. But there, if I can do like a positive twist, there is hope and there is recovery. And I've seen people make full recoveries. And uh, people do fight through and they do push on. And, and, there, and there's countless stories of, of recovery and hope and, and the light after the darkness. There is, but it's just, it's, it's sad to see. And I just don't want to see anyone suffer. And that's why I'm so thankful for wrestling because it does kind of give me a good outlet for kind of taking that pain away. I know you went through a lot with your losing your mother and wrestling mm-hmm. was kind of an escape for you. And yeah, so I think time. that that's, yeah. And I think it's, it's, I'm just so grateful to have this kind of outlet in this community to kind of be an escape from my eating disorder. And it's also given me an identity beyond my eating disorder because for a long time I was known as Jessica the anorexic. And now I'm not known for that. I'm known for my smelly hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you know, Hey, it's, I'll take it. I'll take it over a deadly disorder that kills people. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Hey, Issa, I see you in the chat there. Hi. If you're still here, I hope you're doing well. Hope Roman's doing well. My little yeah. buddy. Oh, I love that guy. I know. He's so cute. Little Roman. The only reason I've, <clears throat> I've ever watched TikTok was is to watch... No, I was telling you about my TikTok <laughs> yeah. rabbit holes. I've been down... <laughs> Yeah, I've literally, like, I don't have the app or anything. I've just, like, found Roman the Yorkie. I think I just, like, hashtag Roman the Yorkie on Google or something. Oh, and, like, I just went to the went to the TikTok and 
Just watch that little guy just living his life. Every now and then, Issa sends me a direct message with just like a random like picture or video of him. It's always yeah. It's like he was he was he was sleeping the other day. He was he was uh he was like snoring. Yeah, he just looks oh so. Oh my god! Yeah, I know, I know. Just went out for just got home from their walk. Yeah, went out for his walk. Did he get a puppuccino today? I always see that um, on his little. This his little. Uh... <laughs> that was so cute. Oh, I know. I I was talking, so I told Issa this, but the other day I had my family over for football to watch the Vikings. Even though we lost, like it was still fun to have them over, and it was like me, my stepmom, my dad, my brother, and my stepbrother. So it was like a good amount of us hanging out for the game, and I stream the games from my computer and I use the uh like so you see my computer background on my TV like my computer where I have like the NFL games I stream onto my television essentially and you see the background of, and the background around my computer is that picture of yeah me and you doing our show with Roman the Yorkie watch like watching us and my stepmom was like oh my gosh that looks just like Kirby, which was my old dog who was a Yorkie when I was growing up. So she was like, that looks just like Kirby. She was like, oh my gosh. And she was just like, what a cute dog. Like, whose dog is that? She was like asking all these questions. And I was just like, it's this girl who watches our live chats and she does wrestling talks and stuff. And uh, that's her. I said that Roman was our un the unofficial mascot of our podcast. Basically the official, ma uh, really the official mascot. Official. I, I, he's the basically the official mascot of the podcast. He, I, I, I am going to get, I've talked about it, about getting some, some t-shirts made for me and yeah. her with, with Roman on there. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We love Roman. Yeah. That's uh yeah. We love, yeah. Roman's great. He's the dog that on, if you ever see the intros, well, actually, I don't know where it's at right now, but if you see the intros to our show, I always put a picture of him on there with the sponsors. So there's that. And speaking of the sponsors. Yeah, I can get my daughter stuff. You go through them. Perfect. If anyone has any last minute super chats, uh, now is a good time to do that. After I read out all the sponsors, then uh, <laughs> I was looking at Jesse. Then I'll um, I'll go over the super chats. Me and Jesse will read the super chats at, at the end after I go over these sponsors. So we'll still address any questions, comments, anything that you want us to read on the air before we get off off here. Um, I'll also take this time to remind everybody that I'll actually go live on Twitch right after this. So probably about 10 minutes after this stream cuts off, go over to Twitch. It's the same as all my other social media at fight talk underscore. So twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore. And I'll be playing some fall guys. Don't know how long I'll be playing, but I'll jump on there. I'll be, I always read everything in the chat on Twitch and there are subscriber options for that where you don't get any advertisements and you get some badges and, and emotes and stuff for the chat. But uh, but if you have Amazon, Amazon Prime, then you can link that up to Prime Gaming and you get a Twitch subscription for free. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to my Twitch channel completely for free and it helps the channel out a lot. So I figured I'd throw all that out there. And I hope to see all of y'all in the Twitch stream right after this because it's really laid back. I just drink White Claw and uh, I'm just going to try to win in Fall Guys because I still haven't won. I got like third place the other day. But anyways, we're going to be playing a lot of Fall Guys today. Um, as far as our actual sponsors are concerned, 
First up, we have Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the best place to get action figures, DVDs, memorabilia, uh, you know, old magazines, autograph 8x10s, anything you think of pro wrestling-wise. Music City Toys and Collectibles is your hookup. They have something coming up this Friday. They are doing a sale of $5 loose figures here on Facebook. And if you buy five, you get one free. So for those of you who are loose toy collectors, this is a really good opportunity for you. Make sure to jump on there. It'll be live right here on, on uh, Facebook. Make sure to follow all their social media. Just search Music City Toys and Collectibles. And uh, they're really, really nice people to give you fair business. Check them out. Also, check out WrestleRumble.com. It is the place to be for Fantasy Pick'em Contest for professional wrestling and also these insane raffles. The next raffle coming up for $1. Somebody is going to win eight championship belts. And these are the real deal replicas. These are the like three to $400 replica title belts. These aren't like the $20, you know, Walmarts. These are the legitimate, what you get off WWE shop for like 400 bucks per title championship belt. I mean, there's like probably three to four grand worth of title belts that I'm looking at right now. Uh, we have the NXT women's championship, the NXT men's championship, the NXT North American championship, a full set, both titles for the NXT tag team titles. We have the NXT UK women's belt, the NXT UK men's belt, and the 205 Live Cruiser, or I should say the NXT Cruiserweight Championship belt. So we have eight title belts. Somebody for $1 is going to win all of those. And these prizes, I mean, they're insane. A friend of the show, Hannah Moore, won five of these belts on the last drawing. And I know that she put in $20. So for 20 bucks, she wound up winning like two grand worth of belts. I know she's won another belt in the past. She's won two of the raffles, which is crazy. Her luck is just insane. Like the last raffle that, that they had for the for the five belts, there was like 4,000 entries in that. And Hannah has won, she won that one. And she also won one before that where there was thousands of entries there as well. It's like, I, I'm, I'm very impressed, very impressed with her luck with these title belts. And it really, I'm glad they're going to people that I know, which is, it's just awesome. So once again, WrestleRumble.com is a place to be for all that stuff. They also do actual pick em contests, like where you, like a pay-per-view comes up and you pick the winners and losers and like stipulations. If someone's going to go through a table, if there will be an interference, that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of fun. There's usually a lot of cash on the line, a lot of big prizes like these championship belts. So uh, WrestleRumble.com, make sure to follow them on Twitter to stay up to date with all their contests and raffles at WrestleRumble. And lastly, give a shout out here to Brian Jensen. This is my brother. He is a professional boxing coach. He is a head trainer with this is LDBF Atlanta, which is a Parkinson's foundation. Uh, he can help you with dexterity work if you deal with neurological issues of any kind. If you just want to get in better shape, if you want to learn how to be a professional boxer or an amateur level boxer, or you just want to learn some self-defense, whatever it is, Brian's got you covered. He can meet you in person. He can meet you in his gym. He can meet you at your house where you work, out in a field, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever's most convenient for you. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can help you reach your goals. And if you're not anywhere close, he can help you on Zoom. He'll do Zoom calls, put together whole plans for you, and help you online. So make sure to give him a follow on Instagram at BoxingATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Hit up Brian Jensen. And just like with all of our sponsors, if you tell them that me and Jesse sent you their way, I guarantee you get a really, 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 really good deal on stuff. So that's everything I've got. Once again, I'll mention it once more. 
right after this, I'll be going on Twitch. So about 10 minutes after the stream cuts off, we're jumping over to Twitch. I'll read everything that goes on in the chat. All the subscriptions are very, very thankful for. All the follows I'll be very, very thankful for. And I'm going to pass it on over to Jessie to talk about all her stuff and tell you to make sure to subscribe right here on YouTube for some giveaways. Woo! Yes, and I'm subscribed to your Twitch too. So yes, thank you so much. I, she, <laughs> yes, she was the first person to subscribe when I when I went yeah. back to Twitch. So yeah, true, like, boing? true friend, true friend, right? Amazon there. Prime, boing. So boing. yes, so yeah, that go over there. I may be tuning in maybe later. I don't know. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do for dinner here, but um. Okay. Yes. So the best way to support me and to support my growing family, I'm halfway through my pregnancy, OMG, can't believe it, is through my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash jessiethebuckeye, J-S-S-I-T-H-E-B-U-C-K-E-Y-E. It's on my um, Twitter. It's in my, my link is in bio. I'll let Jake Paul. That's what he says, I guess. Double dab. Yep. <laughs> That's the best way to support me directly and my family. That's like my source of income. So I'm super grateful for every subscription that i get on there especially right now just with a baby on the way i also have a baby registry on amazon and i have a baby registry at target they're both under jesse davin or jessica davin so and i just posted the links yesterday underneath the video of my ultrasound from yesterday so if you want to go find them there you can i mean you don't have to buy anything from there but i am giving everyone handmade handwritten handmade hand, handwritten thank you notes if you do purchase something or whatever so that is definitely happening some people have gotten them so thank goodness i was like really worried about that podunk mailbox but yes so that's where you can find me also you can follow me on twitter if you don't want to subscribe to my only fans and you want to follow me for free that's the best way to do it i keep my instagram private and i keep my facebook private this is where my, all my family is and i don't need people being jerks because people are assholes on the internet so if the best way to find out what I'm going to do is on Twitter or my OnlyFans or here on YouTube. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would mean a lot to us. We are going to do a giveaway. When we get to 10K, we'll go more into that. When we get closer and closer, we're getting closer. I don't even know how many subs we're at right now. I don't but either. <coughs> I think we're, what, like two or so hundred away? I say we're. You, are had, we? you, had, no. you had most of these before the show. This is mainly your subscribers. No, I actually only... Oh, nine... 0.77k wow okay <clears throat> so we've got we're like 300 200 something away i don't know i'm not good math oh yeah that's doable that's doable yeah that's doable soon. that's doable so we would really love to give away some cool stuff i have like an aw mask on all out face mask that i got that doesn't fit me so i'm gonna wash that and give that away then there's some other cool stuff i've got in the works that would be really cool to give away. We like to give away free stuff on this channel. Thank you all. I've got also, a couple. Uh, I got a couple action figures and autographed eight by tens and stuff to throw in there. So we're starting to put together a pretty cool package for y'all. Yeah, yes, we're really excited. So if you could subscribe, that'd be really great. Also, if you do like what you've seen today, if you really do like this video, if you've enjoyed what you've seen or you've enjoyed chatting, please do give this video a thumbs up. It helps us in the algorithm. Like I said, we're so thankful for every amazing, incredible human being in this chat our chat is so awesome so amazing so incredible and we're so thankful for everybody we're thankful for the super chats and the chatters we love y'all so much we love everyone who watches this and sticks around for the entire time it means the world to us so likes engagement 
really helps us get in that nice little fun YouTube algorithm and gets YouTube recommending us a little bit more to more like-minded people just like y'all. And we can get more friends because who doesn't love wrestling? We love this, uh, this the, that this brings the world together a little bit. Sometimes, usually, we can all kind of find common ground and brings us brings people of all walks of life, of all different political parties, of all races, sexes, genders together for the love of wrestling. And I think that that's beautiful, and I think it's fantastic, and that's why I love it so much. So it can do good sometimes. Yeah, if you, like, all, if you like wrestling, yeah. you're not the fat kid. Everyone's the fat kid. That's how yes, I always put it. exactly. So I always put it. Yes. If you've ever felt left out for any reason, if you go to a wrestling show, you're amongst a bunch of people who probably know a lot yes, about how you, you feel. Yep. Yes, just like you. And I think that it's great. And I love it. And I never feel like the reason I started tweeting and tweeting videos and stuff was because my husband went to bed. My daughter went to bed. I was like sitting because they go to bed early. Obviously, my kid goes to bed early and my husband had to go has to go to bed early usually because he has to wake up early. So I just be sitting there all alone. My husband likes to enjoy wrestling, but he kind of catches up in the morning. So I was kind of like really lonely and bummed out that I'm enjoying this amazing show back then by myself and so I kind of that's why I started doing my whole Twitter thing was just to feel a little bit less alone I know it sounds really pathetic and sad no, but it's that's, true no very relatable I think I think everyone well, in the yeah. chat could probably relate to that in one way it, or another it just, and I think that's why I'm so grateful for it and that's kind of how it started and now look at look at us look at us <laughs> look at us look how cool I look with these glasses on I know on <laughs> real coolness just elite coolness I got mimosas in the back Oh, you know what? I, I, I might, uh, <clears throat> what should I do? I'll let you make the decision. Should I drink White Claws or I've got Bloody Mary mixing some vodka that I could do. I might do <gasps> some Bloody that Marys gets today. That so dirty. Yes. Do the Bloody, Bloody Marys. Marys. I mixed, I, I, made, I made my own okay, mix. Okay. How's your stomach? How's your stomach? Oh, it's good. I'm good. You're good. So you can do the tomato juice. No problem. Not oh yeah. No, much. yeah, yeah. No. So what I do, I've, I've made, I make my own mix. So it's like, well, I, I it's part, mainly it's kind of my dad's concoction, but then I kind of add to it but i started using this uh because i really like pickle juice <clears throat> and i started using but, but but instead instead of the pickle juice this time i used um it's there it's like it's like spicy jalapenos that i've got and i use a little bit of that spicy jalapeno or, or it's like kind of sp spicy and sweet jalapeno mix or or uh whatever i put that into the mix with you know Typical stuff. The it, it starts with just the tomato juice, and then like the hot sauce and the pepper Without and whatnot. Without the alcohol, that sounds amazing to me. Yes, and then of course you know I throw some vodka in there, but it's I, but for uh, you obviously for right now for obvious reasons you wouldn't want to be doing that. But I it but for me it's gross. uh yeah oh yeah I, so I'm thinking about doing that. Maybe I'll uh do some Bloody Marys on the stream today. Yeah, you drink them slow though. <clears throat> yeah, but um, I don't know what are they called? Shit. Smoky Mountain Moonshine. They do uh, moonshine pickles. You could put that pickle mm, juice in there. That sounds really good. I just saw those moonshine pickles on TikTok. And there's is there actual like moonshine like alcohol in there? It's moonshine brined pickles. Mm, yum. That sounds would be delicious. dangerous. But I mean, it, you know, it sounds like if I was a drinker, that's probably <clears throat> I try to get drunk as quick as I could. <laughs> this is probably why I don't drink even when I'm not pregnant. <laughs> like, oh, I just I just drink to get drunk, and it's like, what's the point? I don't yeah. drink anymore. I I it was, it's, it's not good for me. It's definitely taken the back seat to like other stuff, but yeah. like I I still do enjoy the uh, 
it's not one of those things where I ever like I never really think about drinking. It's just one of those things where like if I have time and like I know I don't yeah. have any real responsibility like the rest of the day I'm just like, oh sure, I'll start drinking. Like like yeah. I always have white claws on deck. That's the one thing. And my my refrigerator, I've always got white claws ready. So um but anyway, this is probably a good uh, good stopping point. Yeah. Uh hopefully I see some of y'all over on uh on Twitch after this. Uh twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore. Follow guy. Follow guys. Only fans and fall guys. Only fans and fall guys.